Well, hello there, folks. I am Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters. At a time when society is undergoing massive transnational change, when deep divisions are fracturing our society, we wanted to make sure we didn't lose sight of the little things that separate us. So this is a show for quibbles and quirks and the quotidian things that we disagree on. Every episode, we will figure out a bone of contention among our four guests to split them into teams of two. Each team will then square off in a pop culture battle royale to determine whose dumb opinion should prevail. Will this show help heal the ongoing strife that is crippling society? Yes. And it'll be a lot of fun. You're listening to Troubled Waters. Our first contestant is a comedian. He hosts the Childish Podcast with Allison Rosen and Fitz Dog Radio, and the former host of Idiot Savants. Oh, boy. Which I was a contestant on in 1997. Did you win? I did. What was your Idiot Savant category? This is Greg Fitzsimmons, by the way. Hi, Greg. Um, my final category was 80s one-hit wonders. Okay. Um... And... I won a trip to Egypt and Israel that I had to forfeit because I couldn't afford the taxes. No! Yeah. Really? Yep. Um, I won a, like a weekend ski trip that I could do and then like a telescope that I sold. Wow. Yeah. That's yep. exciting. Do you know, uh, there was a guy, I went into a pitch meeting at True TV in New York yep. a couple years ago and I was like, uh, I was like, I don't know anybody here. This isn't even that good of an idea. Yeah. And I walk in and the guy, the development guy goes, I was on Idiot Savants. Really? I was living in LA. I had no money. I had no car. And uh, and I flew into New York because I got picked to be on it. Yeah. And I won a car. He goes, really? so I am buying a show from you today. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and he, he? Bought, he bought the pilot. You know? yeah. No. Yeah, just on paper. We didn't shoot anything. But you yeah. know, he, gave, he got me a lottery ticket. That is That's awesome. fantastic. Damn. Yeah. That is so awesome. I love that. Yeah. So, so Greg Fitzsimmons, how are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me in, man. Certainly. Thanks Great idea for, for show. We'll see how it uh, plays out. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll sell it. Uh, <laughs> our second contestant co-created the series Corporate on Comedy Central, and he produces Good Heroin, which is an L.A. comedy show and not an illegal op opioid. It is Matt Ingebretson. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. You just got rained out, didn't you? Yeah, we did. It's an outdoor show in Los Angeles, which means 99% of the time it works, and it's raining a lot lately. It has been the rainiest goddamn winter. I'm pissed. I wish we went back to the drought. Yes. <laughs> Give me some sweet drought. Yeah, I know. And it's going to rain for the rest of the week as well. It is? Yes. Fuck, our show's done. Your show is done. Oh, well. It yeah. had a good run, though, didn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Our third contestant also co-created corporate and is part of the sketch group Women, Jake Wiseman. Hi, it's me. I'm here. Hi, you've been here before. Yeah. And I um, honestly am glad to be here again to have a chance to kind of get my name back because I lost pretty badly last time to two oh, no. British people. Um, oh, it was no. Rachel Paris and another man who was very funny and it was uh, we just got crushed. And so I'm, I'm happy to hear to get revenge, although we'll probably lose again. Okay. Well, you just never know. You yeah. don't even know what team you're going to be on. No, I don't. You really don't. Our final contestant is the co-host of the Baby Geniuses podcast here on Maximum Fun. Her newest special, Ice Thickeners, is on Comedy Central now and she is wearing a shirt that says Chronic the Hemp Hog. Highly intense. <laughs> yep. It says that below that. Does it really? Yeah. And he's grabbing his crotch. And hey, everybody. He is high as hell. It's Emily Heller. Hi. How are you? 
I'm great. How are you doing? I've never been better. Yeah. I um, love that shirt. That thank you. Fully, that was sold alongside a co-ed naked something. I'm sure it was. At the time it came out, right? Yeah. Well, I found this shirt in a uh, shopping cart outside of a Goodwill outlet in Portland, Oregon 12 years ago. Wow. So I don't know where it's usually sold, but that's where I got this one. Great. And uh, yeah, it's maybe the best thing I own. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know your possessions, but that makes a strong case. <laughs> Other shit would really have to bring it. People have still been making like new iterations of this shirt. Sure. And I think it's getting gradually worse and worse. Like I saw one today where someone like uh, Chronic the Hemp Hog wasn't grabbing his crotch. So <laughs> I don't know why people are messing with a good thing. Yeah. Now we know all of our players, so it's time to determine our teams. Here on Troubled Waters, we are always on the lookout for the things that divide us wherever and however we can find them using our patented conflict-generating methods. So with that in mind, here's a question. Should grown adults go out of their way to wear green on St. Patrick's Day? We'll start with you, Emily Heller. Oh, man. God, it's such a personal decision. Isn't it? What do you I, do? I personally wear just enough so as to not get pinched. I, I wear I green see. on St. Patrick's Day. I see. Greg Fitzsimmons? I, yeah. I, I'm from New York, and uh, I used to march in the parade since I could walk. with My, my grandfather was in the ancient order of Hibernians Shit. from the Bronx, and he would, he would march with his chin in the air, in step, with all these other old Irish guys. They took it very seriously. And uh, there's a high kitsch factor for St. Patrick's Day for me. I yeah. wear the buttons. I throw. I do a show. If you're around tonight, I will be at the um, doing my 12th annual St. Patrick's Day show at the Improv. Wow. Which uh, which is always fun. Uh huh. Is today St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. It is. When it drops, it is. Yes. Uh oh. Or roughly. <laughs> roughly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> of course. That's right. I'm sorry, listener. Tonight is March 4th, which yeah. close enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so you marched <laughs> like crazy. Marched how are, like crazy. How are uh, crowds on a St. Patrick's Day show? Well, oh, they're great. They're great. Really? Because they're the people that have chosen to not go make fools of themselves. They're uh -huh. trying to do something constructive. We play Irish music. We have uh, decorations up. And yeah. then we, uh, you know, we try to book some Irish comedians. Sure. And it's a fun night out. It's it's constructive. Okay. And then when the show's over, you just shoot people with a potato gun until they get out. That's right. That's exactly right. Only the people from the north. It's wasteful. <laughs> uh, Matt, your thoughts? No. And I get up. If anybody tries to make me wear green, that's the end of our friendship. Mm -hmm. Sorry, So Greg. no green. Yeah. So you'll go out of your way not to wear green. Yeah, I don't, I don't like forced fun. Like Halloween, too. I'm not. I'm mm -hmm. an asshole. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Anything where it's like there's an expectation of me, I'm like, no, thank you. I get it. Jake? I will not wear green on that day because I don't really care about anything. But um, green does make my blue eyes pop, so I do like Bet the color green. But the thing is, in life, you you know, as you get older and older, you realize, you know, as, as, as sort of life comes to an end, that you're, you're headed into this abyss. And so you're like, what do I have? Mm -hmm. And so if what you decide you have is a bond with other Irish people, wear green. You know what I mean? Do whatever you got to do to feel alive in those last years. Mm -hmm. But in general, you know, any sort of tribalism or nationalism is a nightmare. And uh, obviously it's bad. And, um, you know, we're all horrible. And so any group of angry drunk people is bad. Um, but do whatever you got to do. That was a very on-brand answer for Jake. That's what I'm always on-brand. That's my thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my brand is being on-brand. Okay. Okay. I'm just kidding, Greg. I, I think you're great. 
Well, my brand is Irish. <laughs> my, my brand is Irish. So. <laughs> well, I suddenly feel like the the uncool guy who's positive about stuff. Yeah. Folks, we have a bone of contention. Uh, team Green on St. Patrick's Day, kind of, versus Team No Green on St. Patrick's Day, which is Matt and Jake. So it's Greg and Emily versus Matt and Jake. As God planned it. As God intended all along. I feel like we just got pitted against the Sklar brothers. This is unfair. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be fine. We got You're pitted against fine. the dumb Sklar brothers. Yeah, thankfully, <laughs> We're I'm be okay. thankfully I'm barely paying attention to what's happening around me. So in a quiz show- Well, there's I mean, only I'm, one yeah. Jew here. So it's like I'm a little at a disadvantage. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start the show with a round that is already becoming one of our new favorites. It is a game we call Win the News. These days, it is not enough just to have news. You got to have an opinion on it doesn't matter how big or small the story is there is always a side to take and to defend humorlessly we want to celebrate that petty nation destroying conflict i'm going to read a story from the news when i'm finished i'm going to give each of the teams a side to argue for so we're going to kick off our saint patrick's day show with a story coming to us from ireland so you know it's going to be whimsical unless it's super duper somber yeah there you go it'll be scored that way either way uh vandals have broken into a, a, a historic church in dublin and stolen the head of an 800 year old mummy nicknamed the crusader the discovery was made by a guide at saint michonne's church as he was getting ready to open the site to the public the vandals uh, which seems kind of like a light term to use uh they broke open a steel vault door and one of the coffins, stealing the head and damaging other corpses in the process. This is not the first time the vandals have broken into the church and desecrated the mummified remains inside. In 1996, a group of thieves removed 40 mummies from their coffins, made a pile of their bones, and played soccer with their heads. That's actually true. Mm. Uh, which just underscores that the Irish are up to some pretty twisted stuff and need to be watched at all times. And right. I say that as one. Yeah. Um, the church has yet to track down the perpetrators of the current vandalism, although we do hear sirens in the distance. That could be them now. Um, Archdeacon David Pierpoint has released a statement saying, I would appeal to those responsible to examine their consciences and return the head of the crusader, a medieval skinhead, by the way, uh, to its rightful place. So, Team Green, yeah. I am going to give you one minute to argue why the vandals should return the head. Okay, well, uh, first of all, it didn't belong to them. I think they should right. return a thing that didn't belong to them. But also, let's be real, it's definitely cursed. Whether it's cursed by the ghost of whoever that head belonged to or his definite enemies that he made while walking this earth, there's no way that good can come from keeping that head. True. When's it gone right? Yeah, getting head is usually a positive thing, but in this case, I believe uh, they've made a mistake. It is haunted, and, uh, you know, a, a mummy, if you're going to look at a mummy without the head on, you're already freaked out that you're going to look at a mummy. Yeah. For kids to go see a headless mummy, that's on your conscience. Mm -hmm. Can I ask a follow-up question? I'm sure. Why not? Are, are we sure it was a mummy and not a bog body? Now, what are the differences? Oh. So, in Ireland, it's very common to have a bog body, which is not intentionally mummified, but is accidentally preserved by the chemical properties of the Irish bog. I did. Okay, we are you're, so you're fucked in this quiz. <laughs> I am in so, so like, much time is up. Like human your time is up. And this is this is the first I'm hearing about a bog body, but wow. I it makes perfect sense that I'm hearing about it from someone in a chronic the hemp hog t-shirt. <laughs> it just makes sense. I would sense. think they just it have so much alcohol in their system that they're that mummified. they're pickled. Yes. Yeah, pickled forever. Team two, uh, it is your turn. You have a minute to argue why the church should just cut their losses and accept that the crusader 
is headless. The church is being greedy by keeping these mummies in there. This, These people who really wanted and needed the heads came and took it. These people aren't, the, the people in the church are not using the head as much as they should. There's like, look at the head. And they're probably making money off of it because all churches make tons of money. So these fucking people are coming in and taking the head. They're playing soccer with it. They're sleeping with it. They're making new bog bodies out of it. Whatever they got to do, they're using it for good. They're recycling the head. And what's better than recycling? Nothing. I agree with that. Recycling. Yeah. I also just, who gives a shit? If you care about this fucking body, fuck you. I'll fucking come to your house and sp- I'm going to come to your house and fucking tackle you. <laughs> so fuck you. Get Take the fucking head, throw it in the toilet. I was never on debate team, as you can tell by my arguments. Yeah. yeah so, so far we have uh, return the head because it's definitely cursed versus fuck you. Okay. Um, compelling arguments, compelling arguments, both of them. Uh, but now in typical TV pundit style, we will now make the argument less about how right you are and more about how wrong your opponent is. So you each have 30 seconds to tear down your opposition. Team Green. Okay, well, first of all, Jake put forward the question, what's better than recycling nothing? If you ask any environmental activist, reducing consumption is better than recycling. We know empirically of recycle, reduce, reuse. Recycling is third on that list of three. So we already know that uh, reducing your consumption would mean not taking the head. He already put forward in his argument. He asked us to tell him what was better than recycling. I have the fucking answer, and it's put the fucking head back. Wow. Delivered with passion. And then uh, for what uh, Matt said about fuck you, <laughs> to rebut that, I'll just say fuck you, man. I was okay. going to say fuck you, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and also, I was on the debate team, and I've got a lot of trophies still at my house. Yeah, we can all tell, Emily. That I won't get rid of. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> <laughs> so, team not so green, uh, what do you say? Um, well, you know, mostly to Emily's original point about just supporting a church at all and wanting a church to keep what they have. I don't know if it's a Catholic church or not, but let's say that it is. It is. And you're supporting the Catholic church when all they do is just destroy children's lives. So you're anti-child, which is gross because children know the future. And so I feel like you are, what you are doing is you're saying the church deserves its money and deserves to do whatever they want to do to anyone they want. And that I cannot stand for. And I'm sitting. Yeah. Wow. And my, my also rebuttal is another... <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> wow. That one hurt. The first one I threw to the ground, but that one stuck. Uh, honestly, very smart, compelling, deep, uh, and and deeply held arguments on both sides. Unfortunately, I noticed some anti-Catholic bias coming from Jake Wiseman, and I was raised Catholic, and I don't know how I feel about it right now. So these points go to Team Green. Thank you. I congratulations. I tried. Good try, Jake. I yeah, tried. I think God was on our side on that one. I, I think that's absolutely right. <laughs> um, to be perfectly honest, as a debater, uh, that reason for your decision was wrong, but your decision was right. Thank Jesus you. Jesus Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> we call that an RFD. Anyway. Uh-huh. Okay. Has to be correct, even in victory. I appreciate it. <laughs> Next round's called Tough Luck of the Irish. The Irish accent is one that is famously known for being uh, absolutely fucking slaughtered by foreign actors. Uh, but for the multitude of failures out there, there are a few who get it right. So, in this round, I'm going to give you the name of an actor who's played Irish. You will buzz in and tell us if our writers found them on lists compiled by actual Irish people of the worst Irish accents or of actual Irish people of the best Irish accents. All right? Ooh. So, we went to the experts. These are either among the worst 
are among the best. Give us your reasoning why you think this particular actor did or did not nail it. You will have to uh, render a verdict before you actually hear them. Number one, Julia Roberts. Bad. Yeah, why? Because she's she's always playing the like American person. You think Julia Roberts is America? Yeah. And I don't think that's good. And okay. I just don't think. I mean, she's a very studied person. I happen to think she's a fine actor. Notting Hill is underrated, but even Notting Hill was British, you know. And she was playing American that, but she didn't, it, she couldn't have learned the Irish accent. Too American. Interesting. Well, you're right. Bad accent. The Irish Times have her as a twofer on the uh, the bad accent circuit. Uh, first for her appearance in uh, Michael Collins, then uh, Dr. Je- Dr. Jekyll's chambermaid in Mary Riley. I will that? admit that while Jake was speaking, I became fearful of the reasoning he was using because it didn't make sense to me yeah. in the context of this argument, but I was happy that you got the right answer. It made perfect sense. <laughs> made sense to yeah, me. It made sense to me. I, I, I think he just is bad at talking. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I got what he was saying. I agree say. with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is like we don't know. Like if Julia Roberts was really good at accents, we would be hearing her do accents oh, exactly. in a bunch of other movies. Oh, yeah. She'd be like, look yeah. at what else I can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Send me anywhere. She's a, she's a show pony. Uh, let's hear a little bit of her accent in uh, Michael Collins as she tries to sing. Last night she came to me. She came softly in. Was so softly she came. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's that's supposed to be Irish. Yeah, yeah, but you two sings in American. Singing, so I think it's a translator. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have a clip of her singing Bloody Sunday? No, we don't. Mm. And they do kind of sing in American, but like when love comes to town, that is as bad an American just overall affect as Julia Roberts was Irish. Is it, it's wrong for white Americans to culturally appropriate black culture, but Irish Americans, they have fully taken on Angels of Harlem. They have uh-huh. so many songs about the African-American experience. It's true. Always, That's I also feel, bad. <laughs> I always feel like they're saying to us, you guys don't get it, we do. Irish? Yeah. I will say when I was in Ireland... A couple years ago, I saw Riverdance, and I could not believe how racist it was against black people in America. Really? I was really? very surprised that they even tried. I forget what we were talking about. For plot. Yeah, me too. Uh, oh, Kate Hudson. Uh, how was her oh. Irish accent, according to Irish people? Got a buzz in. I'm going to say bad. Incorrect. Good. What? Yeah. She's talented. Wait, yeah. did you say Kate Hudson or Jennifer Hudson? No, I said Kate. Oh, damn. I was thinking Jennifer Hudson. Oh. I couldn't picture that. Damn it. Oh, yeah, I'm so no. So sorry, Greg. Kate was in a romantic comedy called About Adam, and uh, apparently the Irish Times said that they thought she was accent. She was Irish. They thought she was accent. <laughs> they thought she was Irish before the uh, release of Almost Famous. Wow. So there you go. Wow. Uh, here's uh, here's a few seconds of her talking. How about now? Right here in the car. Right. I'll think about that. That's also her singing and not sounding wow. particularly Irish. But yeah, but the talking, not so bad. Uh, okay. Sean Connery. Good or bad? Bad. Uh, bad. Oh, bad. Well, you... <laughs> he's he's Scottish, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, the it's Scottish, not that far. They hate the Irish. So there's going to be an undertone of them, as they say, taking the piss out of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that he could extricate himself from the racism that okay. the Scottish have towards the Irish. I, I also think that if there's a rivalry going on between the Scottish and the Irish, they're going to put him on the list, whether he was good or bad. Right. Very true. Bad accent. Mm. Yes. Yep. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he uh, he did a bad accent in both Darby O'Gill and the Little People, and this one from The Untouchables. Get oh, yeah. Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, 
You pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital. You send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. That's a good that's movie. Yeah. That's just Scottish. He's yeah. just doing yeah, Scottish. That's, that's not Irish at all. That's right. Americans wouldn't know the difference. Well, I've been watching a lot of Outlander, so mm. I think I would. What actually. is Outlander? It's Scottish, and that guy sounded like he was on Outlander. That's how I know. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody posted the other day that if you want to say um, uh, Spice Girls in a Scottish accent, say Space Ghettos. In space ghettos. Space ghettos. Space ghettos. Space I like oh, the space nice. ghettos. <laughs> and it works. I, I can't know. stop Under, doing it. Underrated or not talked about enough Irish movie, The Commitments. Yeah. Yes. That's a great movie that people should watch. It's really funny and yes. it feels good. And they're real Irish people. Yeah, they're they real Irish people. And the lead singer of that band was 16. Wow. It looks like he's 45. I have that soundtrack and love it. It's yep. great. great. I listened to it. Um, I should have probably introduced this. Uh, element, but you should buzz in. So green, not green. So we say. It so the if you have an answer, yeah, yeah, green okay. or not green. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We're in the middle of the second round, and I just decided to tell you that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Running a tight ship over here. That's yeah. correct. Uh, James McAvoy. Green. I'm gonna say bad. Why? Because he's also Scottish. Is that your reasoning? Yes. Or are you just guessing? I, I, are you just throwing a dart at them. I'm ball? just trying to. I'm just trying to beat the other team. Okay. <laughs> So you said bad? I said bad. Well, you're wrong. It's good. Yeah. Uh, that's right. He uh, nailed his vowel so officially in Rory O'Shea was here that the Irish Times said they could have been convinced it was his native tongue. Let's see if they're right. It's for funding the needs of the disabled. I'm disabled and I need a drink. And tried to live life on his own terms. Okay, sure. Yeah, that's passable. Yeah. The, the voiceover was not believable at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Didn't even try. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, not green. Yes. Bad. Bad. Why? Um, Tommy Lee Jones could do anything. He was uh, Al Gore's roommate. He's too he was, arrogant. You think? He's an arrogant guy. I've, I've heard he's a bad guy. And that's why he can't do an Irish accent. It yeah. requires humility. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Essential goodness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bad is correct. We found this uh, Tommy Lee Jones clip from Blown Away in a YouTube supercut of bad Irish accents. Let's hear it. I called you Liam. That you? Didn't I? Jimmy Dole. Much more lyrical than Liam McGivney. Much less Irish. Listen to me, Liam McGivney. I've come to bring you a gift. Come to bring you a gift. What was that? That's not. Is that what Jeff Daniels blown away? Maybe. I don't know. Well, if it is, I like that movie. Interesting. Who took that round? It was a tie. All right, fuck it. One point apiece. You've each won that one. It's a tie. We should have. We should have been prepared for a tie. We're gonna take a little break. We'll be right back with more troubled waters. It's me, Paula Poundstone. And it's me, Adam Felber. We have a podcast called Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. It's a comedy podcast where we bring on experts to teach us stuff we need to know. And by the way, the guy who came to tell us what to do when you encounter a bear never showed up. Anyway, it's fun. You are guaranteed laughs in every episode. You can't really guarantee laughs. What if somebody doesn't laugh? We'll get sued. Join us for our next episode where we have an expert in consumer law explain to us how to defend ourselves against one humorless litigious shut-in with enough time on their hands to sue us over our unfulfilled claim of guaranteed laughs in every episode here at MaximumFun.org. The Cat of the Week is Mabel from Green Bank, West Virginia. Troubled Waters is supported in part, oh, I just gave myself a little accent there, by Care Of, a monthly subscription vitamin service. The winter blues are coming to an end, my friends. It is finally time to get back into a routine that empowers you to feel your healthiest. This is a service I actually use. 
care of. Gives you a fun little online quiz. They ask you about your health, your uh, your diet, your lifestyle choices. It is super duper quick. From that, they come up with a daily vitamin and supplement pack customized to your needs and recommendations. Uh, if you're vegan, if you're vegetarian, they got you. Uh, I really, really like this stuff a lot. They give me some uh, some milk thistle, some uh, some some good vitamin supplements. I tell you, there's a real spring in my step. For fifty percent off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, go to takecareof.com and enter Waters fifty. Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I'm your host Dave Holmes. With us, playing for Team. And not so much green on St. Patrick's Day, Jake Wiseman and Matt Ingerbitson. Here playing for team, absolutely wear green, Greg Fitzsimmons, Emily Heller. Our next round is a speed round. We'll be asking you a series of questions, so have your buzz in words ready to go. I will award points for correct answers, but if you make me laugh, I might toss you a point as well. Question number one. The Leprechaun film series has spawned a lot of sequels, including The Leprechaun in Space, Leprechaun in the Hood, Leprechaun 2, Back to the Hood. And don't be a leprechaun in Northern Ireland while drinking your Guinness in the hood. We actually only made up the last one. Um, Okay, who played the leprechaun in all of those real movies? Green. Yes. Andy Serkis. No. God, wouldn't that be great? Not green. Yes. Kate Hudson. No. It was, in fact, Warwick Davis. Oh, I should have known that. Warwick. Yeah. He was replaced in the made-for-TV reboots in favor of younger, sexier leprechauns. I was Number just two. on his IMDb page yesterday, and I just didn't get that far down. Oh, I shit. Can't. <laughs> you have scroll finger, right? <laughs> <laughs> Number oh, two. Wow. Speaking of Guinness, in 2016, the beer maker made vegan alcoholics happy by removing what traditional ingredient from Green. the brewing process? Green. Hops. No. Not green. Yes. Milk? Wait, what was no. the question? Um, <laughs> it's, 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 there's a, tradition, a traditional ingredient. Beer with milk? Oh, yeah. oh green. Guinness yeah. with milk could Way? be okay. No. Nope. Bunny hops. <laughs> no. Bunny hops. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, the answer is fish bladders. Oh. Also known as isinglass. Uh, the, uh, the fish guts were used to filter out yeast and other solids from the beer. Mm. Well, both of these questions Gross. are pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, question number three. <laughs> the film Once was about a man who very much neglects his job fixing vacuum cleaners, has spawned a Broadway show, and also won an Oscar for Best Original Song in 2008. Can you name that song? Green. Film Once. Yes. Falling slowly. Yes. Damn. Wow. Oh, I haven't seen the movie. Enthusiasm. You really? haven't seen it. I haven't seen the movie. It's very Don't sweet. think I've even heard the song all the way through. But they played that on the trailer. Yes, they did. Oh. It's a great song. It was also uh, they used it in a Mary Worth strip. That's really true. <laughs> I, a, a character in Mary Worth went to see Glenn Hansard in wow. concert. Wow. Really true. Uh, question number four: How many R's are there in Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien? Not green. Yes. Four. That is correct. Oh, yes. Um, can you name three famous people named Terry? Green. Green. Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. Terry hey. Hatcher. Terry Bradshaw. That is three. That's it. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was a yes or no question, so I can't accept that. <laughs> um, question number six. The, bi- the biopic uh, Stan and Ollie starred Steve Coogan and John C. Riley in the title roles. Who played Stan and Ollie in the original Laurel and Hardy films? Not Green. Yes. Laurel and Hardy. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, Our scores after that round are as follows. Team Not Green won that round. So where are we at? 
Not green two to one. Mercy. Mm. Now it's time for a round we're calling Sloshed in Translation. Uh, Our last episode, we asked you to call in with your drunken stories. For this round, we're going to play the beginning of a listener's call and then pause it. You will try to guess how the call will end. (laughs) Okay? For example, if the caller said, and then I fell into a... Well. uh, You could say, well. You could say puddle of vomit. You could say uh, a depression, the likes of which I'd never experienced. Uh, For our first call, team one, uh, let's call it team not green. We'll get to guess first. Team two can guess second. Each call is worth up to three points. A team can earn two points by correctly guessing the ending or one point if the ending they guess is wrong, but better. Okay. So, uh, team not green, because you are ahead. I'm going to have you go first. Let's hear it. Okay, so I went to... uh college at a large Baptist university in the uh, great state of Texas, we'll just call it that, and uh, we had a banquet at the end of the fall for being in marching band, and before we went to the banquet, we did a little, I guess what now we'd call pre-gaming, and uh, drank some concoction out of a fishbowl with large straws. And by the time I got to the uh, banquet, I was so drunk that actually you can see me in the picture with my date. I'm leaning on her visibly for support. At any rate, it was my senior year, and I got to go pick up my plaque for participation. And later on in the evening, as we were getting ready to leave, I don't know where my date was at this point, but uh, I found my best friend and her date. Okay. Found his best friend and her date. Um, what happened? And they had died. Oh my God! How, Jake? How? Uh, it was a uh, mutual suicide out of shame. Oh, well, one of those little murder suicides. Uh, no, they each had their own gun. Oh, and um, he was so drunk that he threw up. Yeah, that part too. That okay. for sure. Because it's like if you if you see a double suey and you're not drunk, it's like I'm not gonna vom. Mm-hmm. But if you're drunk, it's like oh, there it goes. Yeah. Sure. There it blows. Team uh, Green, what do you think happened? I I think they were throwing up because when they were drinking from the fishbowl, the concoction was fish. Oh, right. And oh. fish water. Okay. Like That's a Guinness. Okay. I don't know. There's really only one way to find out. Let's listen to what happened. And linked arms with them at the top of the grand staircase and promptly lost my footing and pulled all three of us down the grand staircase at the convention center. I'm very glad that um, cell phone video didn't exist. I forgot. Wow. I mean, staircase. They, they okay. Could, they could have died. So. They could have died. Sort of yeah. close. They could have died. Yeah. Team Green, your version was more interesting than the one that actually happened. So you do get a point. Uh, Team Not Green, you get two points because yours was sort of right. Like, we don't know if anyone survived. We know the caller survived, but That's the other right. two were not 100% Thank you very sure. very much, Dave. Two points to you. Thank you. Let's listen to the next call. Team Green, you'll go first. Hi, uh, this is Morgan from Oregon. What up? Oh, he uses that a lot. Uh, But uh, my drunk story, my fiance took me to a party to meet all of her uh, schoolmates. She she was in a doctorate program. And uh, so so there was a lot riding on, on me meeting everyone. And so the first thing I do is, of course, walk in. People are doing shots, but they're doing shots, not shooters. And shooters are the two fluid ounces rather than the single fluid ounce. And I was like, no, we we got to do it up. We got to do shooters. So uh, 
I remember doing like two or three within maybe an hour or two hours time, feeling great. And then everything else has been described to me. That's it? Whoa. Christian, that's it? Jesus, we really we got to go deep uh, into our imaginations. Canyon for that to one. fill here. Yeah. Really, what Team was Green. the setup? He was at just some party. He no, was at it's some his party. Fiance, his fiance's, fiance's friends. Right. His fiance's friends. They were doing shots, but not shooters. It's like, I feel I like if you know, know the, the distinction between is. the two, yeah, you really like, right, need green. to do some it's, reckoning. It's twice as big, I guess. Who's, yeah. who's going first this two time? Shots. Team Green is going okay. first. Team Not Green. Yeah, we're Team. I'm sorry, Team Not Green. He did shooters, and he got so drunk that he apologized for his alcoholism and decided that he would live his life straight from then on. Oh, wow. A real turning point. Yeah. Team I think he, wo- he woke up in a bloody pile of bruises Yeah, because it had nothing to do with the drinking, but when he introduced himself as Morgan from Oregon, <laughs> yeah, it was just a pile on. <laughs> And I support it. Yeah, yeah. I support and then that. all the pain of fists. His eyes got so puffy that he couldn't see anything. So when he said everything was described to me, he doesn't mean the night before. He means like everything going on, the sunset, uh-huh. you know, what's happening on TV. Like he can't see anything sure. anymore. Sure. All right, let's hear it. Apparently I fell down like a leaning tower and was caught and then just started vomiting like the young girl in The Exorcist throughout the entire house. Um, they had to strip me down and reclothe me in sleepwear. And when I woke up, literally everything I was sleeping in and on was covered in plastic bags, and I had no recollection of what happened. Yeah, I hope to never do that again. Mm. Sounds like the Tawana Brawley case. It really does. That's actually like the most logical like a uh, drinking story I've ever heard. It's like it I drank too is. much and then I threw up and, and then people had to and help fell me. down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and, I didn't, I felt bad yeah. about it. And the next he day. says like, I hope that never happens to me again. As if he didn't instigate this entire thing by yeah. walking in and saying, you all aren't drinking enough. Yeah. yeah. Drink double what you're drinking. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, your story was entertaining, Team Green, so two points to you. Uh, I think ultimately yours is correct, though. I do yeah. feel like he turned it around I after agree. this one. Yeah. Don't yeah. you think? You can mm-hmm. hear it in his voice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Three points to you because I just yes. decided that that's the way it goes. Is anybody here uh, more worthy of shame than uh, any of our callers? On New Year's Eve once. Um, actually, this is a boring story, too. It's just me drinking too much and throwing up. But I yeah. got peer pressure into drinking three Irish car bombs like right in a row on New Year's Eve yeah. and rang in the new year. Uh, throwing up in a bathroom. Okay. Yeah. On in Sixth Street in Austin. Yeah, that's that's right about in line yeah. with the rest of our stories. When no I was like eleven. Yeah. Me and my cousin. This Danny. story is so Irish already. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was very Irish because I'm 100 percent Irish, and so all of my relatives, we were at uh, my grandfather's house in the Bronx, and mm-hmm. it was Christmas, and we would steal the half drunk drinks off the table when the parents weren't around. I was <laughs> yeah. like eleven, and my cousin Danny was like ten. <laughs> And we were drinking like, you know, creme de menthe, uh-huh. that green yeah. syrupy stuff. Yeah. Like red wine, creme de menthe, mm. whiskey, like all whiskey. My grandfather used to drink whiskey and orange juice. And we would drink it all. Gross. And then me and my That's cousin Danny. That's the worst Danny, thing I've heard, actually, yeah. in this story so far. Yeah. And <laughs> so we went into, the, we were in the bedroom. Yeah. Where all the coats were. Oh, no. And Danny threw up on the coats, which made me throw up on the coats. Oh, no. (laughs) 
oh, there's probably some furs that's, in there. That's the. We weren't really fur people. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but like there was, some some good fabrics. Yeah, there was some good polyester for life. in there, and wow. uh, yeah, and everybody went home with vomit on their on their coats, oh. and we both got beat. I got slapped once. Danny got beat around the house. My uncle, my uncle Paul was a fucking lunatic. <laughs> And he beat them all around the house, and everybody laughs. There would be beatings at holidays, and everybody would just laugh. Wow. But you and, turned out to be pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's weird. Well, and that, pursued well, a, a life in comedy. Yeah. It's amazing. Five points to you for that one. Wow. Mm. And if you out there with the headphones want to be a part of a call-in segment in the future, make a note of this number, 323-300-4984. Our producers are standing by. They will have a new prompt for you to answer. This time, we're going to ask you to tell us your worst experiences with dating apps like Tinder or OkCupid or H&R Block. The number, once again, 323-300-4984. Four. You can also share your story by recording yourself on your phone and emailing us the audio at troubledwaterspod at gmail. Based on the quality of that last call, I'm going to recommend people do that. Yeah, I think so. At the end of that round, Team Green took that one, so our overall scores are as follows. Two to two, motherfucker. Damn. It Damn. is a barn burner. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more Troubled Waters after this. Mmm, this cocoa is perfect, honey. Oh, thanks, babe, but the kids made it. Sherry, Kevin, how are your Max Fun Drive decorations coming along? I made a giant enamel pin for all of us to put at the top of the rocket. But, moms, I always put the pin on the top of the rocket myself. Oh, Kevin, honey, it's time to start sharing these things. Whatever, the pod fairy isn't real. Mama and mommy pay for our quality podcast. <gasps> mommy? Mama? <laughs> Is the pod fairy fake? Well, sweetie, the truth is no one pod fairy could make all the wonderful shows you love to listen to. And it's true. Your mommy and I choose to pay a small monthly amount to make sure those shows exist. Hmm. I guess it does take a lot of work and resources to create a podcast. From generating ideas and booking guests and writing scripts and editing. Um, yes, honey. That's very important. And starting March 18th, we can listen to the year's best Max Fun Drive shows, knowing that we're helping make them happen. We wish you a great Max Fun Drive and a cool mammal. Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am Dave Holmes with us, playing for Team Green on St. Patrick's Day, Emily Heller. Greg Fitzsimmons here playing for not Matt Ingebretson and Jake Wiseman. Now it's time for a round we are calling Slang Slinging with Jackie and Madeline. Special guests Madeline Sammy and Jackie Van Beek wrote, directed, and star in the Netflix film The Breaker Upperers. It's about two women who set up an agency to help break couples up. We had them come all the way from New Zealand to talk to us about various Kiwi slang words and phrases dealing with relationships. We have a few of those expressions here for you tonight. Some are real, some are made up. It is your job to figure out if the word mm. and definition are actual Kiwi slang words. Team Green, because you won the last round, we'll play you a clip of Jackie and Madeline and this phrase. The New Zealand slang term here is hop-ons. Hop-ons is a reference to sexual intercourse. If you used it in a sentence, you'd say, we played hop-ons. Uh, think, is that real? Or is I that watched real? the movie. I think that's real. Really? I think that's in their movie. Oh shit, that's cheating. 
Is it cheating? Mm. It's not cheating. No, I'm just really supportive of other comedians okay. who I'm not playing against in the game. True. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's see if you're correct. Hop-ons is real. It sounds real. It does sound real. It sounds exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, Team Not Green, uh, let's find out what word you got. Okay, the New Zealand expression is it's decker, which means it's over. I don't think yeah, it's real. Yeah, I don't real. think that's real. It just sounds like it's the word dick or de- it just sounds too body. Mm. But there are body people. No. No, huh? No, they're prude. Okay. <laughs> Trust let's, me. Let's find out. <laughs> this definition does happen to be fake. Uh, it was an old department store in New Zealand that ended all oh, many years ago, probably about 20 years ago. So you could easily say this relationship is decker. Uh, Team Green, let's see what we got for you. The slang word is mush That's a term for kissing someone passionately on the face. Uh, if you use it in a sentence, you'd say, oh, man, I really want to mush ya. What do you think? Really fake. Yeah, because I've seen people from New Zealand kiss, yeah. and it's very aggressive. Really <laughs> you, violent you and mush, heavy? You mush. Just really press that face right in? Yeah, and that's and that was a mother and son that wow. I saw. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's find out if you're right. Mushya is fake. <sighs> that kiss wasn't ice. And that's, that's all we get. <laughs> no funny story behind Mushya. Yeah, they just yeah, call that a get. regular kiss, Greg, I guess. <laughs> well, let's just have fun at school today. <laughs> Team Not Green, you are up. Let's hear it. The New Zealand expression is pash, and it means excitable kissing, usually with tongue. To use it in a sentence, you might say, boy, oh boy, I want to pash you. I think that it's real. Real? They just did a fake kissing one. I would assume there's a real kissing. Well, don't use that logic because that's what I'm using. But I want to pretend that I actually <laughs> think the term is real. <laughs> I'm so you think it's real? Transparent. I'm getting it from passionate. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's find out. The definition of pash I've just given you is true. There you go. We're going to pash. Uh, Team Green. Uh, let's hear your next one. The slang term is chuck it in to chuck it in. Uh, this is in reference to a, probably from a woman's perspective, giving consent to have sex with a man. <laughs> chuck um, it in? This is like I'm going to handle this one because I have heard, uh, somebody showed me an internet clip. Yeah. And it was a, it was I don't know New Zealand or Australia. And and the expression was the woman the woman said, "I'm on me bleed, so chuck it in me dumpa." Oh wow! Yeah! Wow! Wow! Wait, but that does that. <laughs> Mean the same thing as the what sing- they're saying. The single <laughs> worst sentence I've ever heard. It's in my pretty bad. Yeah, it is pound for pound, really yeah. rough. Yeah. yeah, it's it is it really packs it in there. Um. So yeah, I mean, I yeah, okay. So you're saying it's real? I I, un- I, I unfortunately I'm- agree with Greg. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's find out. The term "chuck it in" is real. Are you it meaning it real. in the context of chuck your penis into my body? Yes. Chuck it in. Wow. Chuck it in. I thought chuck it in was like give up. No, no. Chuck it in is like. In me dumper. Wow. (laughs) Team Not Green, the next one is for you. I hope you'll link to that clip on your website. Oh, I'm going to go looking for it straight away. Uh, All right. What do they have? Okay. So the New Zealand expression here is I'm going to flag it. Flag it. 
So flag it means it's over. I'm going to give up on it. I, that doesn't sound real to me. It just sounds a it's little... It's too boring. It sounds boring, um, which the New Zealand people are. But yeah. Um, yeah, let's just say it's not real. It's not real. Okay, let's find out. The definition of flag it I've just given you is correct. Oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah. Have you ever done that? You be know? very careful when you say flag it because people might think you're saying something else. Also, you know, flag it is often used, I've found in other countries when I've been traveling offshore and abroad, uh, people say flag it, which means you need to bring this up or identify it. Whereas yeah. in New Zealand, it means, nah, just give up. Just don't worry yeah. about it. Just flag it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Hmm. No points to you. Last one for you, Team Green. Let's hear it. <clears throat> the slang term is wa. W-A, wa, wa, uh, and it is a term that is used um, sometimes by Māori people, and it's in reference to someone's partner, female, of the female variety, and yes, yeah, so you would say, in a sentence, you'd say, oh, yeah, I love my wa. That's sweet. Hmm. I don't that's know sweet. if that's real. My I, wa. I don't, I think that they're just doing a Borat. Hmm. Yeah, I think that it's not Mawa. 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 What are wait? What are the what are the Maori people? I actually don't know. Oh, they're the indigenous people of New Zealand. So then my thing is, would they? Oh, wait, would, is that, I want to help. I just feel like helping them. Okay. There's just so much contentiousness, and right. I don't. The thing is, <laughs> it would be weirdly racial for them to make that up. Do you True. know what I'm saying? Like, it's a little like that would, would be, probably be bizarre to make up. Yeah. Unless they were saying. Well, yeah, that's true. Or if, unless it means something else. If it's Maori slang for a different thing. If they call them the Ma people. It's still troubled waters to do something like that's that. That's a good point. Mm. <laughs> so what do you say? So. We're going to say no. I'm going to say no. Say it's not real? The term wa is a true term. <sighs> Damn, Jesus. I should have listened to Jake. Yeah. Listen, job, listen, Jake. it's hard being this woke, but I do it. <laughs> and it is crushing me and I might die young, but listen, at least I got that right. Team Not Green, last one for you. Let's hear it. Okay, the New Zealand expression is, I'm going to one-tree hill it. And the definition is, <laughs> I'm going to kill it. I'm going to end it. I'm going to one-tree hill it. <laughs> no. Uh, no, let no? me just step in. You helped us. Yeah. I know for a fact that this is right, so you should say. Are you fucking with <laughs> us? Yes. Because I was trying if to help you. If you betray us, Greg... I'll, actually, I don't want to fight you. I know that you fought a lot in your life, and I don't want no, to fight you. I've had you guys on my podcast. Yeah, I know. Well, you're a really nice guy. I already said that. So it's true. You believe so there is like a New Zealand-based Cockney rhyming slang why is it true? that is WB-based? Why is it true? I mean, it's very existential. Yeah, well, that's it the is. kind of it guy I am. Is. I'm dark. Yeah. About Should we believe Greg and offer him our hand? I'll believe. In marriage? I'll, <laughs> I'll choose to believe Greg. Okay, sure. You think it's real? I don't. I you think say it's real. I'm telling you them know it's, it's absolutely real. real. Okay. okay. Let's find out. The definition I've just given you of one tree hillet is fake, but oh! I, oh, let me explain. Okay, don't just don't, don't just turn your ears off. Uh, one tree hill. We used to have a, a tree uh, growing up on the top of a, a dormant volcano called One Tree Hill, and it was chopped down actually in an act of um, it was political activism. Um, so the definition would make sense, and I think I might start to try and use it. I'm going to one tree hill it. I'm going to kill it. This relationship is gone. I'm going to cut it. <laughs> well, I'll never believe Greg again. Oh, I just Greg. lost faith in snake. humanity. We yeah. all feel so. And me and you Danny never even dirty. threw up on those cuts. <laughs> I mean, it's St. Patrick's Day. We're supposed to drive the snakes out of Ireland, and mm -hmm. it turns out 
They came to America and played this game. <laughs> well, all right, what are the scores for that round? Tied again. Wow. Jeez. Uh, so what do we arm wrestle? Uh, let's all make up Irish slang uh, right now. We'll start with Jake. The Hella. And what's that? Um, the it's it's named after Emily Heller, um, <laughs> and it's used when um, someone does not um, accurate does not appropriately honor the Maori faith. Oh, interesting. Mm. Sorry, that was rude. Uh, <laughs> that was so rude, and I wish I hadn't said it. <laughs> the uh, Connery. And it's when you sound Scottish, even <laughs> if you were born in Ireland. Mm. Does that make sense? No. no. <laughs> he is Scottish. You're, you're Scottish. not selling it but at all. But you know what? I want to double down on that, and, and it remains exactly what I said the first time. <laughs> this is hard. I know. Greg? Wrecking the coats. Okay. Let's hear it. What does it mean? <laughs> that means getting so fucked up that you just, you trash I the like place. that a lot. Yeah, wrecking, co- okay. wrecking the coats. Wrecking That's the really coats. That's good. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, pop the bobby. Oh, which uh, it just means like uh, having your first kiss. It's like popping your cherry, but instead it's popping your Bobby. Popping your Bobby because it's usually it's a mouth. guy named Bobby. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say that this is a tie. You can wear green if you want to on St. Patrick's Day, but if you see someone who's not wearing green, don't fucking pinch them. Don't right. touch me. Right. Don't touch me. It's yeah. just common sense, right? Yeah. I haven't yeah. given you consent That's, to touch me. You know what? It's a tie. Let's all just have fucking fun this St. Patrick's whoa, Day. Whoa, what the hell yeah. is wrong with well, that? Sounds like our far. host ran out of questions. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> you know what? No, thank, thank you. you all for playing. <laughs> thank you all for playing. That was a, that was a hard one uh, tie. Uh, now it's time to do some plug-in and then to offset the ego karma, plug something that someone else made that you want the world to know about. Mm. We'll start with Jake. Please watch uh, the show that I co-created with Matt Ingebretson and Pat Bishop, who's not here, but who might be Irish, actually, now that I think about it. Um, Corporate, it's uh, Tuesdays at uh, 10.30 on Comedy Central. You can also find it at cc.com. Another thing I really like, um, a great sketch group that made a TV show that then wasn't aired because the world is unfair is The Dress Up Gang uh, with Corey Lake Kasich and Donnie Devanian and Frankie Canones. It's super funny. Seek it out on YouTube or online, The Dress Up Gang. They're so funny. Okay. I have the same thing yeah. to plug. Plug or uh, watch corporate. And uh, the other thing I'll plug is uh, Pen15. I think it's a really oh, good show a on Hulu. Show. Yeah. So funny. Very sweet show. Mm-hmm. Greg, mm-hmm. help somebody else. <laughs> Do yourself first if you want. Well, uh, and then you can think about it. Go how see I... me tell jokes. Go to fitzdog.com and see if I'm coming to your town. Maybe I am. I've been to your town. Yeah. And then also support uh, the Sklar Brothers podcast. Sklarbro country. Uh, it's really good. Yeah, it's really funny. They're doing a live dumb people town tonight. That's Are funny. they? Yeah. Just okay. FYI. Wait, tonight? Uh-huh. On oh. St. Patrick's Day? Oh. Day. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't podcast we go. Fuck. Emily? Uh, watch my special Ice Thickeners. I tried to film it in front of an audience that had no men in it, and I almost succeeded. So um, if you're a man, please don't watch it. Um, <laughs> but if we find out that the numbers aren't good, um, please watch it. Um, I'm at your mercy. Uh, and uh, Wait, where can people watch it? It's going to be on Comedy Central Digital. It's on their YouTube, on their app. And on uh, cc.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since it's St. Patrick's Day, I'm going to plug the Netflix show Dairy Girls, which is set in Northern Ireland in uh-huh. the 90s. 
uh, really funny show about a bunch of girls who go to Catholic school. Uh, plenty of cranberries on the soundtrack. Don't worry. Great. Oh, and other quick one, West Cork, which is a great podcast that you can only get on Audible. Oh. Mm. What is it? Great. It's, it's, a, it's a true crime mm-hmm. about a small town called mm-hmm. West Cork. Okay. Can I plug small. one more thing? Sure. I mean, let's just keep going. Why not? Uh, if you're in Dublin, you can go see a bog body on display, <laughs> and it's pretty gross. And they mm. still there's one that still has its goatee. Wow. Really? Like the From skin, what they still year? have the skin. It's like a thousand years old. They had goatees oh, wow. back then. I guess so. <laughs> I thought we invented them. I thought we came up with goatees. <laughs> yeah, no. In like the 90s. Uh, anyway, yeah, just uh, learn about the bog. All right. <laughs> if I could if also we... plug the ancient order of Hibernians in the Bronx. Please. Yeah. Please. Are you going to do, do the parade this year? Uh, no, I won't, but I'll be doing my show tonight. Great. At the improv. Perfect. I'd like to also just plug on one of the first seasons of Real World Dominic. Yeah, um, who was an alcoholic four. who might be dead, um, but he was he was drunk and Irish and and pretty bad representation of Irish people. But he had great hair. Oh yeah, no, he was season two, I think he right? Was season two, yeah, yeah, in L.A. Yeah, he was well, the, one of the ones who very sensibly never came back for any kind of reunion or challenge or anything like that. Yeah, I think really? Well, I mean, just that's the sense I got from him. Yeah, he was also a music writer. Yeah. Right, I liked him. Yeah, I'd also do. like to plug. There's a um, <laughs> now I don't remember all the details here, but there's a um, there's a guy. Just keep talking there, until you come upon yeah, them there, organically. There's a guy from Project Runway, I think season <laughs> three, who had a man bun and a lot of attitude, but was a great designer, and I believe he won. I don't remember his name, but yeah. your story reminded me of it. He now owns <laughs> oh, my a. Story. He now owns a juice, all natural foods and juice store in downtown Los Angeles called Wild. And it's really good, but it's empty a lot of the time, and I'm worried about it. Is he Irish? No. Uh, well, I don't know. You never know with, these, with people these days. <laughs> <laughs> like it's spreading. <laughs> Greg Fitzsimmons, Matt Ingebretson, Jake Wiseman, Emily Heller, thank you for playing Troubled Waters. Madeline and Jackie from New Zealand, thank you so much. Everybody watch the Breaker Upperers. And you there with the headphones, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Troubled Waters. Bye. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Jake Wiseman. Hi. Uh, Matt Ingebretson. The luck of the Irish to you. <laughs> Greg Fitzsimmons. Hey now. And Emily Heller. Hi, Tertori, Tertori, Oh, that noise. Uh, our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our producers are Christian Duenas and Laura Swisher, and we all want to pass you. Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.